Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Hilly Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're feeling pretty good, Brad. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm having actually a fantastic week. Matt, I'm going to ask you about this. And by the time this drops, this is going to be old news, but you're heading to Staffing World next week. How do you feel about it? We are recording this week before Staffing World. I'm excited to be headed to Charlotte. uh, First week of October, actually presenting on the big stage. So um, the bribes, the the sucking up, all that has has worked (laughs) apparently over the last number of years. So excited to be talking about um, how to level up recruitment marketing, carrying on the theme of the year from Haley Marketing. Level up has been a, a pretty cool theme, I feel like, um, that our marketing team came up with and is we've carried through throughout the calendar of 2023. So excited to um, head to Charlotte, hopefully meet some clients, some clients probably I've never met before and and rep- and represent the team at Haley Marketing along with some other members of our team. It's huge, man. You're going from the side stage to the main stage this year. I know. I better um, know what I'm talking about or at least make it sound like it. Look right. good. I know you're, you've been grilling me on the attire, so we have, have some options. I'm not going to... I don't know for sure. Game time decision, but um, we'll be ready. Good. And excited. Good. Well, hey, man, let's get to the show. Let's go. Matt, segment one for you. I had a great conversation with a client this past week, um, and I offered some ideas and suggestions on the call, but I wanted to bring it to you. Their question, and I'm reading it from uh, some notes here on my phone, we're opening up a new office. What do I need to do as it relates to marketing to let people know? Matt, I think it's a heck of a question and one that we don't get too frequently. At least I don't hear too frequently. I'm sure our sales team hears it quite a bit. Um, but it was newer to me. So we have this client, they have an established presence in a couple geographic locations. Uh, they're opening a new office in a new location. And we were chatting and they said, Brad, what should we do from a marketing standpoint? So Matt, I'm going to pitch it to you first. You're opening up a new office, Brad staffing firm. We're in Buffalo, Chicago, Cleveland. We're opening up a new office in Tampa, Florida. What should we do? My first reaction, and this is a little more strategic is you have no idea what to say here. I think the ADA model. Ooh. Okay. Because I'm going into a new market and it's really hard for any business take staffing out of this to enter a new market, geographic, um, demographic, whatever, and just say, here, buy this. And it's hard to say that to people that know you, but if we we work on awareness, we work on, you know, oh, Brad Staffing Agency is now in Tampa. Great. I've heard of Brad Staffing Agency. Interest. Oh, I kind of like it, right? Um, d- desire sides, you know, d- desire stage. Oh, now I want it. And then awareness, or excuse me, um, action. Now is when they apply for the job or give you job order. So I think it's got to be a little bit of a funnel um, to to do that. We could dig into tactics, but strategically, that that seems like the right idea. 
So typically, if you're listening to the show, Matt and I will prep ahead of the show. We might compare some notes. We might chat about it. Matt, my brain is nowhere near there. <laughs> and and it, it's interesting that you took that approach in terms of how to drive business in that new market. My whole thought was going down like, how do I tell my current clients? Do I need to update my website? Do I need to update a business card? Like things like that. Matt, let's stay on your your wave first though, right? So you're you're breaking into a new geographic location. Matt, I I couldn't agree more. No one knows who you are there. You're probably you're you're going there for one reason or another. Maybe you're following a client, right? Maybe Brad Staffing Firm has a client who now is is doing business in Tampa, so you're sort of going with them. Um, or maybe heck, you're just moving and you want to open up a location there. I get it. But yes, in in Matt's opinion or, or Matt's mind, the ADA model makes perfect sense. If you're prospecting in a new location, we need awareness, interest, desire, and then ultimately action. Matt, the challenge with our industry, we do that completely upside down. We want orders now. We want action now. We want people to apply to jobs now. We want action yesterday. We don't think as an industry, we need the awareness, the interest, the desire, then the action. We as a stereotype, and typically as I see this, and I actually just said this on Smart Ideas Summit 3, we look at that triangle completely upside down. So friends, I'm, I'm encouraging you just like Matt is to flip that as it should be, awareness, interest, desire, and then action. Matt? We struggle with it as an industry probably because staffing agency clients want um, candidates right now. They have a need. They're coming to staffing agencies and it's speed to fill more than any, you know, a traditional HR hiring process. So that kind of makes sense. But I think there's commonality in between where, you know, I don't think we're 180 degrees off here um, I'm strategically. But then even like you said, you know, let my current clients know, okay, they got to be aware about it. They're at different stages of that ADA model because you've worked with them for years. A new client's going to be a little different. Um, you know, update your website. Oh, that's part of that. Or send out emails, send out texts, just continue to talk about it. I think, you know, it, 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 there's some marriage and commonality there to, to do that, but that's where I think, you know, your challenge to the industry to, to really buy into a longer term marketing strategy makes sense because it, it takes time and it's not just, Oh, you know, Brad Staffing Agency was in Cleveland and Chicago and Buffalo, and now it's going to Tampa because he wants to have nice, warm winters. It's we can't just say, "Hey, come in, fill out that application today." There, there's, there's a process. I think it's it's probably even harder, right? So it's easier, and I I say easier very loosely. If you're in Buffalo and you're opening a new office in Williamsville, right, ten miles down the road, there's there's some brand affinity in, hey, we've been proudly serving Western New York. And now we're going to proudly serve Western New York and just have another location for you to drive to a little bit easier. That, in my mind, is is a little bit easier. It's still not easy, easier. If you're going completely across the East Coast, right, and now all of a sudden you're opening a Tampa office, yeah, there needs to be a strategy in place. There needs to be a strategy in both. But we need to think through it. We can't just do this, right? We can't just open up a a T-shirt hut somewhere and expect people to come and buy our clothes, there needs to be awareness. There needs to be interest. There needs to be a desire for someone to want to buy that merchandise. This is the exact same. And, and Matt, I, I think um, you know the the challenge is as an industry, you're exactly right. We expect, hey, we're hiring. Come and apply. Or hey, we offer staffing services. Let us help. People aren't just organically coming though. We need to drive them to us. What were the tactics you were thinking of since I derailed your thought? It's okay. You had a great thought. 
So my, my thought is, okay, you're launching a new office. What sort of marketing needs to be, let's call it polished up. So one, we need to make sure we have an update on our website. Do you have a locations page for that office? Do you have the team who's going to be at that office? Um, do we have print collateral that is going to be working for that office specifically? Are they equipped to reduce friction in their sales process? Do they have things like business cards and one sheets and sell sheets and things that reduce friction in the sales process? Matt, are we making a social post about it? Do we have a specific Facebook page for that office? Do we have Google My Business set up? Because millions of people are looking for businesses on Google every single day. Do we have this new location set up so that we can drive reviews and people can find you? Matt, I'm thinking, are we sending an email to our database and saying, hey, we've been proudly serving these communities for X years. Because of that, we are now going to proudly serve this community. We see a demand here. We are going to help over here. Um, maybe we look at some pay-per-click advertising, right? So are we leveraging advertising to get our staffing firm in front of more people in that location? And, and Matt, you were talking more the strategy. I came in at the tactic level, which we tried to not do at Insights, which is interesting that we, we kind of came in at different points, but it's all the same. It's all the same of we need awareness, interest, desire, and action. So I, I love the wave that you caught with that, and I love the direction you took with it. Good teamwork there. Um, I think we... Makes the dream work, baby. Yeah, I think we hashed that one out pretty good. All right, number two. Another question that our team got asked this week that we wanted to bring to Insights. I just launched a website a year ago. Do I really need ongoing search engine optimization work on my website? Matt, I'm going to let you take that one first. Oh, geez, Louise. First today. Um, you can pass it back if you want. No, I don't have to pass this back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pass. Um, do I really need it? If you want to be, the correct answer would probably be yes. If you want to be successful. Um, we've used the car analogy before you drive that car off the lot day oh, one. God. I was going to say, don't you dare steal my analogy. I'll, you're, you're the son of a man who owns a, who owns an auto shop. Um, so you can probably talk about a little bit more, but you buy a car. It still needs work. You buy a house, eventually it's going to need work. You buy a website, it needs it needs work. It trends change, technology changes, what people search for change, what Google prefers in SEO and search, you know, in results change. So um yeah, you your website needs constant, not maybe not constant, but ongoing attention. I think it is constant attention. I think it's constant and ongoing attention. You buy a brand new car today, your car depreciates as soon as it leaves the lot. That is a fact. As soon as you leave the car, the lot, that car depreciates in value. It's just the way the world works. Friends, your website is exactly the same. And I hate to say it, but as soon as your website launches, regardless, if you spend $1,000 on that website or $100,000 on that website, there is something that could be done immediately once the site publishes to make it just a little bit different, a little bit better, faster, stronger, whatever it might be. It's just the way the world works. Just like a car, you could change out the tires. You could heck change out a, a wiper, which seems minute, but you could. You can make those small tweaks to your car, right? Your website is the exact same. So if you're looking at, okay, how am I driving traffic from organic search to my website? You could do absolutely everything at build, in the build process, so that when that site goes live, you are maybe 99.9% .9 set up for success. You're right there. But friends, 
as Matt alluded to, it's a constant process to make sure that you're consistently updating that, making small tweaks, making small changes. Matt, looking at what's working and then looking at what's not working, using that data to your advantage and making the right decisions to drive even more organic search traffic. And and Matt, one other thing real quick before I let you hop back in, SEO is a long play, right? We're not launching a brand new site or even a site that's that's polished up and redesigned and expecting overnight success. You know, we had a client reach out to us. Um, who was it today? Susan from our team is at TempNet. And uh, she mentioned in Slack today that she was meeting with a client over breakfast. And they had said that after four or five years, they finally see the strong impact that search engine optimization has had on their business. And that's not to say that they weren't seeing success and seeing results early in the early stages of that program, but it is something that compounds on itself. So Matt, as you're making those changes, as you're making those tweaks, yes, things start to compound on themselves and you see better success because of it. Matt, anything else you want on that one? One thing I wanted to share came from ASA Central. Um, Ryan from our our sales team talked about how, you know, what's working for companies in marketing and the professional side. And this a company talked about how ongoing SEO and blogging one component of it component of it, you know, they've been posting content for five years and it takes time. It takes time to build it. Your library takes time to build that authority in the eyes of Google and can work really well. So, um, you buy a nice website, it's shiny. You're excited about it when you drive it off the lot and when you, you know, flip the switch on your, your website online, but it needs some ongoing content attention to continue to get the results and for you to be as excited about it, you know, on day 180, year two, year three, year four, as you were on day one. I want to catch one more one more point on that. When you launch a website, whether it's $1,000, $100,000, you build it yourself with a Wix design, you use a company like Haley Marketing, whatever it might be, you need to look at the data to know if the strategy that went into the site was successful. And that's not to say that at Go Live you're you're necessarily launching a bad website, but we need to look at conversion rates. We need to look at where that traffic's coming from, and we need to make those consistent changes based on the data that you're seeing. So yes, Matt, there has to be a consistent process for looking at what's working, looking at what's not, and most importantly, looking at how you can make changes to that machine and that website. All right, Matt, one more for you. Um, oh, this is one that I had this, this week that I sent your way. We have 15 offices. Do we need to drive reviews and online reviews for all of them or just the brand as a whole? Matt, you want it? Not my not my full cup of tea, but my my gut instinct is this comes down to do you want location pages or maybe not location pages? Google my business locations um for all your for all your locations. And I think of it like if I have Brad Staffing Agency, you know, one office. It, it feels like it would be confusing for someone wanting to work with you, I'm thinking candidate side, maybe, so I'm sure client side, but if there's only one location or whatnot, if we only focus on one, it feels like if we focus on 15 and try to build that um, across the different locations, that's the, the correct play. And that was a little bit of an ugly answer. And I can I can rephrase it again if we need to, but... I feel like if we focus on the 15 locations, it's going to work a little bit better in the long term. So 
I believe we should treat each location as its own private entity. Yes, you have the brand, you have the umbrella, you have Matt's staffing firm, right? You have this brand and this umbrella that is strengthened thereby each and every single location. I, Brad Biley in Buffalo, New York, do not care about the Cleveland, Ohio location for Matt's staffing firm. I care about what you're going to do for me as a candidate or me as a client. And when I'm doing my due diligence and I'm doing my research and I'm looking up staffing firms, I want to know that you're going to help me in my local area, right? So Matt, I believe each office needs its own. I think starter pack is probably the wrong word, but starter pack of success, right? So you're building those online reviews through Google. What are you doing to strengthen each office? Matt, thinking through Google reviews, 96% of people are going to look at online reviews to discredit a product or discredit a business. They're going to look for the negative reviews. So we need to, with all of our might, make sure that we're driving positive reviews for every single office so we're doing everything we can to make sure that we're not losing candidates or clients to our competitors because of our online reviews. Matt, it's it's a it's a first impression. It's an absolute first impression. And I hate to say it, our industry as a whole is losing that first impression. I like that. I keep thinking about if we want we want to make this easy for our customer, whoever the customer is. And if you're in multiple cities, yeah, 100% on board with that. I was coming at it from the span standpoint of, oh, if I have three or four locations in the same city, which might be a little misguided, but definitely if you're in multiple cities, you need to push reviews for all of them because if you're in branches that are even 30, 60 minutes, two hours apart, it's a very different experience for everyone. I was looking at it in the same city. If I have two or three locations, I want to do that as well because Google's going to create a location for me because that's what people are going to search for. And if I'm in you know, the north side of Buffalo versus the south side of Buffalo, 30 minutes apart, totally different customer, each office is going to be different. Each office is going to have different directions, all that information you, you search for. So yeah, you need to push, push for it. And I love the way you talked about that first impression um, because you've been pretty passionate about that, that online review data here in the, in the second part of 2023. And it's, it's impactful. People have brought that over from their consumer side to all aspects of their professional lives and push those reviews as much as you can to continue to drive a really nice star rating for any of your branches or locations. Matt, I, I just caught a thought from a conference recently and, and I wish I had this realization when I was sitting at the breakfast table. Somebody had mentioned that they were losing business to one of their direct clients. So Matt's widget company is hiring. They also use Brad's staffing firm, right? So they're hiring themselves. They also use Brad's staffing firm to augment staff because they can't do all the hiring themselves. They had said while we were having breakfast that they're losing business to, to basically their own client. People don't want to work with them. They're going direct to the client. And Matt, it, it just sort of dawned on me why. And, and there might be multiple reasons, but it's probably because candidates don't want to work with their lousy staffing firm. And, and the staffing firm might not be lousy, but the, the online presence is. And if you're Googling, okay, I want to work at, Matt, who's a huge, a huge employer in Buffalo? The Ford plant? Ford uh, General Mills? General Mills. Hire, what, a couple thousand people have to work there? 
okay, that brand is very, very strong. If Matt's staffing firm is also staffing at General Mills, but they have a 1.8 review score on Google, where is the candidate going to apply? Are they going to apply directly to General Mills, who has a strong brand for, what, 100 plus years? Or are they going to go through Matt's staffing firm, who has a 1.8, where all the reviews talk about how negative the experience is in working with their recruiters? They're going to go direct to General Mills. So we need to think about online reviews, and we need to put an actual conscious effort into it because Matt, it's our first impression. And if we have a negative first impression, people are going to go somewhere else. They're going to go where they feel comfortable. They're going to go where they feel trust and they're going to go where they feel like someone's going to take care of their best interests. Matt, anything else or you want to close it out here? All right. Stall for a second while I find segment four on my phone here. All right. We partnered with a new great client. What marketing should complement this? Um, Matt, I was actually on a great, um, when I say great, uh, I have the opportunity to, to have probably five or six calls a day. Uh, this is one of my favorite calls of the week. So it's a company who is um, a little bit progressive in staffing. Um, and when I say that, I mean that they want to brag about the clients that they're working with. And Matt, that might not sound that outrageous or that progressive, but you know in our industry most people try to keep that information pretty pretty close, right? They don't want to say who they're working with. I get it. I understand it. But this company wants to be very proud of who they're working with. So they came to us and they said, well, what should we do? How could we really, I'm going to say it, brag about the companies we're working with? Matt, um, you're the recruitment marketing guy. So let's talk sales. <laughs> we with a new company. We partner with a new company. What should we do? To put their logo anywhere we can. It's a great place to start, right? Start one. <laughs> great job. This is what happens. You are the recruit marketing guy for sales. Advice. Ask them for their logo kit. Good starting point. <laughs> <laughs> I would focus on everything that's a really nice, unique aspect of working there. We could go into, we're going to, if we can promote that we're working with them, that's great. We could dig into um, day in the life of working there facility tours, interviews with people that actually work there and and promote that kind of content. If we want to get a little more maybe specific, are pay rates better? Are benefits better? Is your career growth better? So I think on the, the bigger picture of, oh, wow, you know, XYZ company is a really awesome place to work at. We're excited as Brad Staffing Company to partner with them. We're aware of this. We're going back to the ADA model here un, unintentionally. And then getting them into you know, the interest and desire of, Hey, this is why I want to work there or work with you there. Um, this is why I want to apply to jobs at your new clients. It sounds like an awesome place to work in and Brad staffing agency can get me in the door there. Spot on, man. It's called a show. Um, but, but in all serious, man, I, I think you, you left recruitment marketing and you joined the sales side for a little bit there, but that, that makes total sense, man. We should be proud of the companies we're working with. So what should we do? Well, Let's make sure that logo and companies we work with or, or our partners or you know companies we're affiliated with is proudly posted on our website. Let's proudly post that across social. When we sign a new client on, let's, let's put out an email blast to our candidates. Let's let our candidates know proudly, hey, we are now working with General Mills. And if you want a job there, please call us because we'll have you starting on Monday. Be proud of that. Let's put out a press release. Let's put out a blog article. 
Matt, maybe we can do some co-branding. I don't know exactly how terms and conditions work on contracts for staffing and recruiting firms, but I mean, maybe General Mills can put out a post about it. Maybe they they probably have multiple staffing partners, right? So in that regard, they, they probably wouldn't want to do it as I'm kind of talking through this. But what can we do to make sure that we are seeing our logo next to theirs everywhere? Matt, let's put some paid spend behind it on sites like Instagram or Facebook or Google. Uh, Instagram and Facebook would probably be my preferred. But let's make sure that we're doing everything we can to educate our current clients, our current candidates that, hey, this is who we're working with. Current clients was a heck of an idea there, Matt. I was thinking candidate side for most of this, but why not reach out to our current clients and say, hey, we're proudly now working with General Mills, filling these types of roles. Hey, if you're also looking to fill these types of roles, we can do it. We can handle it. That might be a roundabout way of basically trying to drive up orders by showing, hey, you have this need, they have this need, we're already helping them, let us help you. I think we did good there, man. That was a fun show. We did okay. We might title this one the Ada episode. Might have to be. I didn't come in thinking we were going to talk Ada for for 30 minutes, but hey, we're here and that's what we did. We did. Bring us home. Matt, anything else, man? You got us, uh, what? We got Staffing World next week. I'll be at Naps in November. Anything else on your mind before we get out of here? Nothing else. All right, man. I was going to say go Bills. I know you like the Browns, but I'm still going to say go Bills. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? Well, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and share your thoughts or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can message Info at HaleyMarketing.com and be sure you tell them Insight sent you. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar. This is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.